You're listening to Sweethearts to Swingers, a podcast chronicling the sexual adventures of a couple who started as high school sweethearts and have become swingers. We are an ethically non-monogamous couple who like to have fun, but this is for an adult audience only. So no kids! And don't take anything we say as professional advice. We barely know what we're doing. Welcome to Sweethearts to Swingers. I'm Anne. And I'm Paul. So last episode, we talked about you trying to find a tantric massage. And your friend had recommended somebody. They're on FetLife, which is a kink website. Plays right into our BDSM theme for tonight. Are we actually talking about BDSM today? Finally, we are. Let me finish my thought here. Okay. Go there. Last episode, you were talking about tantric massage. Trying to find it. Friend recommended somebody. What happened? Did you find it? The update is a big wah wah it's not going well oh okay so i connect with this guy on fetlife which is a bdsm kinkster sort of site to meet people and so i find him i'm very excited i send him a nice message saying please tell me more about you is this true that you do this and is this something that you're into and it looked like he had been out of it for a while and he said he was just getting back in after like a period of a break period from covid so i'm like great i asked him a bunch of questions his responses were amazing they were exactly what i was looking for and i immediately got excited and turned on i was really playing through the scene in my mind thinking okay it's safe i know he's gonna do the things i'm asking for he is excited for yoni massage because it's thrilling for him to do but that's really all he wants and it's fine if he even said like it's fine if you don't climax i'm not pretending to be the the person who can do it all every time awesome gave me these great responses did say he was in a partnership with someone a female and i said okay i respond back i said well a few more questions one of them being so before you go there yeah you are wound up so you've read these messages, Ann and I are sitting around talking at night, and you're ready to go. This is like something you're very turned on by. This guy that you've never met is going to touch you over, get you all turned on, and then you're going to go home, and hopefully we have a lot of sex. Like that, That's that kind of the what, goal. right is where, I was, where it was headed, we thought. Yeah, you were not going to go with me. I was going to do it on my own, which yeah. was also kind of a unique thing for us. A little taboo, you like that, that, hey, somebody's touching you, that's not me, that's, I'm not even there. Yeah, that, right? felt, so like, looked, that, yeah. that felt exciting to me to go do something on my own and really for the first time, yes, allow another man to touch me without you being there, which it did feel like wrong and exciting. So that was fun. You like wrong and exciting. I totally like taboo. Yeah. For me, it's taboo. Not, that's not taboo for some people. Mm -hmm. For me, that was, and for us it was. So we were like, we really had to talk through that because it's really the first time we would have done anything like that. Also, I felt fine because he was so professional and he is a masseuse in real life and has just expanded into this world for his own pleasure and for a woman's pleasure, which is cool. Very cool. So I sent him one more message and I put a couple more questions in, uh, like, why do you like to do this? Tell me more. And it was really what I just said. He truly enjoys it. And I said, is your partner informed about what you're doing? And so then I wait for the response and he said, no, she's not. And, you know, we have a great relationship I'm very happy in it and I would like to keep it that way. So I try to be very discreet and, you know, he can only do this on Sundays or certain days, all this stuff. But he goes, I also understand if that's a deal breaker for you. And I was just like, so bummed because it is a deal breaker for us. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I really thought about it too. I was like, oh, maybe I'm just okay with this. Oh my gosh, I wanted it really badly. I know you did. Yeah. So I was like, oh. Yeah, you wanted me to give you permission to. Oh. And it's just it's Which one I, of the, it's one yeah. of the rules that we've had. We will not play with somebody in any way, shape, or form when their partner doesn't doesn't feel good to us. No. There's a safety aspect where if you piss off a spouse or spouse finds out that now that now we're involved, like all these things, we, we just we don't want to do. And anybody we play with, we want it to be on the up and up. Their partner knows. Everybody's cool with everything. Everybody's informed. That is, for me, ethical non-monogamy. That's that's important yep. to us. So Again, not that you're going to bang him. But no. Still, you're going to take your clothes off and his girlfriend, wife, whatever she is, doesn't know about it. So yeah. that part just doesn't feel great. No, mm. it doesn't feel good. And I said, I'm sorry. That's a real big bummer because I would have loved to go forward with this, but it unfortunately is a deal breaker for us. Also, thank you very much for being honest. Because he could have easily just lied about that. Yeah. Well, he was on the up and up. He was great. Yeah. Everything was very professional. You felt, I felt safe, like sending you here. Because again, that's a safety thing for me. Yeah. I don't want you to just go to some place that I've never heard of. The or guy I've never met. You know, there's safety things. Well, so. we were going to meet beforehand too. Yeah. And so there was a whole thought process and plan for that. To meet him first. And then if everything was comfortable, then meet for the real thing. So end of the day, no tantric <sighs> massage. Not yet. You're still... On the search. On the search. Yes. Super bummed about that one that fell through. Kudos to him for being honest. I do appreciate that. He sent me a message, by the way, afterward, saying it was very interesting. He was on FetLife for I don't know how long when he came back. I sent him that message. We had this chat, and he said, I really am thinking, have been thinking a lot since we had our chat, and he actually just pulled himself off the site. So he must have felt guilt about that. So you ruined him. <laughs> you ruined the uh, best tantric massage guy in the Midwest. <laughs> he was honest, and that's all you can ask for. And what a responsible yeah. sort of person and then reaction to it. So you really can't, you can't ask for more than that, except could you do all those things and give me a fucking tantric massage? Yeah. <laughs> so greedy. So greedy. Oh my gosh. So yeah, still in the search. There'll probably be someone out there at some point in time in my life. I don't know. It won't, won't be anytime soon. It's hard to find. Yep. If you know anyone, send me your references <laughs> in the Midwest. <laughs> all right. So we're actually talking about BDSM tonight. Well, what else have we been up to? Oh, we had a really fun weekend. Again, the show notes that I write that... Oh, no, I, I'm not going to look no, at them. No, I, I can tell. Yes, so... <laughs> I looked over them before, and now yeah, yeah. I talk to you. What have we been doing, Anne? Well, we did have a date, a hot date with Jennifer and Jason over the weekend, last weekend. And I outsourced anal to her, which was awesome. <laughs> Is that the arrangement? Is that what, what occurs? It just happened to occur this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I was like... Anal? Oh, yes. I think Paul is excited about that. Jennifer, yes. take over. It's your turn. Mm -hmm. So you outsource your anal because you don't really like it. We've talked about this before, but yeah, uh, yeah she does. It was, she was prepared. She had her butt plug like ready on the nightstand and the lube right there. I mean, they had the room all set up. It was, they had lights, fun lighting, and we had our music going. It was a great vibe in there. It's like, ooh, yes. So we had some outsourced anal. Yes. Yeah, it was great. I mean, was it great? I don't know. It was fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a fun play night. And what else have we been doing? I think that's it. I think that's it, too. We're now planning for, like, future fun in March. I don't know when we'll get this out, but, you know, St. Patty's Day is coming up, and we've got a little trip to Florida with family. So. I mean, it is March now, so. Yeah. I mean, later in March. True. Yeah. It's it's March. I yeah. forget. 
But yeah, so we've got some traveling coming up and, you know, things to do with the family and then we'll get back to fun. So we're finally talking about BDSM? Yes, we should probably say, for people who don't know, what is BDSM? What's it stand for? Bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism. Or sadomasochism, if you want to run those two together. I don't know, you can look up, there's probably some slight variations on that on the web. But that's the general idea. It's a little bit kinky. It is not Fifty Shades of Grey. It is definitely not that. So... People are very excited about that movie and books, and a lot of people decided they were going to dive into it. And the BDSM community, we've heard through podcasts and different things we've read, were fairly upset about this because the way they portray it in the movie is not how it really is. So for, for that community, they're very serious about it, and they should be because it's, it's dangerous. It can be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Yes. So what the movie portrays is... Not at all safe, responsible BDSM. Even though it's a lengthy contract. (laughs) It's fine. So what BDSM typically is, and the safe way to practice it, is to define a a specific scene. Within that scene, you lay out the things that you're willing and not willing to do. And you have, people refer them as safe words, but you don't really need that as much as a warning system of some sort. So something that says, hey, I'm, I'm not feeling this. I'm done. I'm out. So we've used red, yellow, green. We've heard that several podcasts. And that works well for us. Yeah. Can I interject? We should also say we're not experts. No. We should start with that because yeah. first and foremost, yeah. we are uh, low on the experience level with this compared to people who like practice it 24-7. You know, someone who has a slave or a, you know, a 24-7 sub or dumb, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like that is not us. No. We do this in the bedroom at specified times and we're going to take you through some of our experiences over time because there's some follies and ridiculousness and some hot stuff, I think, in there. But yes. we're not experts. Yep, it's a good disclaimer. If you want expert BDSM advice, not us. Yeah, not us. We'll probably put some links to great resources in our show notes today because XR University is one that we've used for great information. There's probably other ones. We'll put them in the show notes. So if you would like resources that we have found helpful, we will pass those along. So anyway, you jumped into a scene. A scene is how you set up a play session that's going to include BDSM. This is not an education session. But do you have anything more to talk about a scene? No, typically it's, I'm going to do this and this and this. Specific boundaries set by the people who are doing it. It should be discussed ahead of time. They sit down and say, I am okay with this, this, and this. I'm not okay with this, this, and this. And here are the parameters that you can do this with me. If you're, you know, if you're topping someone or doming someone, uh, the, the sub or the bottom, these can be used interchangeably, but I'd prefer to use dom and sub if that's okay. But the sub is the one that is going to set their boundaries and what they're okay with. And then the dominant person has to stay within those boundaries if there's going to be trust and the sub can then relax. And what would have been great to know is that that exact information <laughs> 15 years ago when we started playing around with this a little bit. Yeah. Because we didn't know what we were doing. No, we're just we know we, we know a lot more now, but we used to try to dabble in stuff and sometimes involve too much alcohol. So one of the first things we did was I like to be more submissive to you. I'm typically in charge during the day-to-day stuff, like my life, job, those sort of things. So I like to be able to just turn that off and be submissive. 
Yeah. So you tied me up. Okay. So yeah, we really dabbled. Like probably most people dabble in this stuff. Like watch a movie, watch porn, and then get an idea and think, oh, that looks fun and hot. It's kind of like when maybe you're playing around with a new couple or you're having sex with a new partner and they just haul off and spank your ass. But they never asked first if you like to be spanked. So, you know, it's just as simple as that. Don't go spank an ass without making sure someone likes to be spanked. I, I would not enjoy that. And that's what we used to do. You'd be like, all right, it seems like a thing I should do. I should spank your ass now. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do that. They're like, well, that seems like a hot thing. You should ask the person who's getting spanked if they like that. So just always conversation about what you like and don't like before you engage in anything. That's part of consent. So anyhow, you like to be submissive. I like to be more dominant. Generally, I tend to lean towards dominant behaviors. Although, as I have said before, I would like to practice and more submissive because I think it will help me be better in the dominant role. Also, I just want to see how can I be more vulnerable in a submissive role. But for many years, I've been more of the dominant role. More so. We've, we've practiced a little bit of both. Yep. So shall we go into our, our first times of practicing this? Yes, this is textbook how to do it. <laughs> yeah, so this is pre-children. It's been that long. We have teenagers, so or we have a teenager. All right, so Paul and I have a night where we're like, oh, let's have sex tonight. We'll do something fun. So we were, you know, again, before we knew anything about what we were doing, certainly before we were ever in the lifestyle, way before that, we thought, okay, this will be fun. We have a few drinks and then I, I take like old rope and rags and I tie you down to the bed. We have a king size bed. With the ropes and the rags. <laughs> they were old rags. They were kind of long stringy things. Okay. And, yeah. Right, yeah. And uh, I tied your hands and wrists to the corners and your feet. Right. Everything's your spread eagle. You're like a starfish on our king size bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like candles before I did this. Like there's candles in the bathroom. I got the whole ambiance going on. I was set in the romantic tie my husband up mood, I guess. And so we're having sex and I'm, I don't remember even what I was doing to you. I, at the moment, the thing occurs, I'm riding you. So I'm, I, the lights are dim, but the candles are going and I'm riding you and you look over and I think we actually both somehow saw it out of the corner of our eyes. There's this extra glow out of the bathroom. It was like a woo woo glowing. I was like, oh shit, what's that? So I get up and I run and we have this big soaking tub that's sort of attached to the wall and it is on fucking fire. (laughs) (laughs) There was this giant three wick candle that the wicks like merged and there is just flame going up the side of the wall up to the three quarters up the ceiling. Just a, a huge flame. I'm like, holy shit. And you're like tied up to the bed. And I'm like, don't worry, honey. I got it. Like, what's happening? I can't help you. I'm like, I know, don't worry. And I am like throwing water on the candle. The wax is splurting everywhere. There is just absolute smoke and the fire alarm's going off. I am <laughs> looking at our wall and it's just black up the side of the fucking wall. Our, I, I moved the candle eventually. It is brown underneath like it had it bubbled up the the side of the tub the lip of the tub and it's just our wall was a mess and i was like okay the fire's out you're still hooked up to the bed so this is going on i see you frantically running around the bathroom and trying to put this flame out and now i'm concerned like what really is on fire because i can't see what's on (laughs) fire and i'm struggling they're tied so well i do a good job i can't get out so I'm starting to really like muscle this and trying to fight my way out because 
if the house is going to burn down, you're screwed. I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so fortunately, I did not die in that house fire. It wasn't a house fire. No. <laughs> but oh, I wish I could see the look on my face as I'm trying to struggle out of these. Oh, it was pure panic. Oh. I'm like, don't worry, I got this under control. And you're like, oh, oh. You did not appear to have it under control. It was totally fine. I think I came back and fucked you. Oh, yeah. No, later. But yes, it was uh, a moment of... Oh my God, the house is burning down. Oh my God. It was such a panic. And and at that time, I was, I, I've always been open. I went to work and I remember telling my coworkers the next day. I mean, they're all making fun of me. They still remember that story. Yeah. It comes up from time to time. So yeah, that was so our intro, our to, intro to being <laughs> dumbasses and BDSM. So then from there, we sort of, over the years, tried different toys. Like, I like light touch. So you get a big feather. We get... You know, like a tickler thing mm-hmm. and we got a riding crop and some paddles and a baby flogger that was shit it was like terrible um it's not for flogging babies no no <laughs> no I mean, it's just tiny yes we do not flogger we do not endorse baby flogging don't so, flog your babies. yep if you have a baby okay. don't flog them. one of the things we did try early on was a strap-on oh yes so this is something that like at that stage of our marriage, we weren't as open about what we wanted sexually. Sex was fairly vanilla. We were both no kids. We're working harder careers. We were very consumed with just life, right? So, yes. and we've talked about this in the past, but not nearly as open as we are now. I mean, oh my God, we had so much extra time, by the way. Oh yeah, we killed for that. <laughs> but so we are watching porn one night, and we've been drinking a lot. And I showed you a strap on. It's like a femdom where the woman straps it on and fucks a guy in the ass. Yeah. And I was very nervous to show you because I knew that I liked this dynamic. Female domination of, of men. I like the dynamic. But I didn't know how you're going to react. And I'm still, and this is, I feel shame about this now that we couldn't talk about it. It's terrible that we couldn't yeah. feel open. But we saw it, you watched it, and you said, I would do that to you. <laughs> Drunkenly. Oh, yeah. But I filed that away immediately. <laughs> I say a lot when I'm drunk. So the next morning, I remember ordering like right away. like Before she can change her mind, <laughs> it's something I do want, but I was embarrassed to bring it up. And I was embarrassed for dumb reasons. Tell, tell us what they are. So There's no one else here. Just tell me what they are. Yeah. Macho male, I can't have anything happen to my butt. Like, this is, you, you don't do that. Some sort of social. Social taboo. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't tell my friends is what I want. Programmed no. into your brain. Yep. And that sucks. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way. And I think it's changing a lot now. Yeah. But at the time for me, I was very nervous to bring this up to you. What if she thinks less of me? I don't want you looking at me in a different light. Yeah. So when you said this, I was, I felt a sense of freedom and said, okay, I can buy this. Bought it. Came home. And I, I couldn't wait to try. Mm-hmm. But we also didn't know what we were doing. So our trying would be three or four drinks, and then you decide, go get that, and we'll try it. And it wasn't super comfortable. It wasn't as enjoyable as we know it can be for me later on. But the first time you did that to me, oh, talk about... It was such a turn on. I think I, I was wet wearing a boner. <laughs> I remember how wet you were after this yeah like i still remember is that long ago but you were just soaking wet turned on entering your ass with a dick that is on me it was so powerful feeling i just felt 
very empowered and very in charge and flipped it just flipped the roles and in a way that I like you never experienced I had never experienced and I really fucking loved it was great it, it was my first taste at you have a little bit of this feeling a reaction that is a little bit shameful when I do that to you a feeling of being humiliated I, yeah for sure it is yeah okay. it's, it's a there's a, a power exchange where I give you all the power yeah and and I realize couldn't articulate it then, but I know what it is now. But it's not just power. I think you still feel a little bit of shame and humiliation with it. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. So that comes from probably that stuff that kept you from wanting to tell me it in the first place. For sure. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So that was my first taste at that humiliation thing that you enjoy, which we haven't told everybody here yet. You enjoy humiliation. Yeah. But now it, maybe it's evolved. Yeah, and humiliation is a spectrum, again, too. Yes. So I don't want you to just yell at me and humiliate me in public or... No. Or like, it's not that. So there's a sexual humiliation aspect, and I have shades of that, and I think this checked that box for yeah. sure. Yes. So I also think that anybody out there listening, I'm not, I wouldn't say go try a strap on. No. I'm not, I'm not, that's no, no. Not, not for everybody. But I think if you're... So macho, and you say, well, I never have anything in my butt. I think you're missing out. There's a lot of pleasure that can be had from those things. And if you don't try them because you're afraid of the social norms, stop it. Like We're, we're way past that as a society. Yeah, I, 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 I think but, so, but yeah, everyone's got to deal with their own stuff. And it is, time. but it's, it's more antiquated thinking now that, well, I would never have anything in my butt as a guy. Yeah hetero, straight, macho guy, like, you know, stop it. Well, there's a whole zone of pleasure that you're, you're, a man yeah. is missing out on if you're not getting towards the prostate. Yeah. And if you don't want that, you don't feel comfortable, don't okay, that's it. fine. I mean, pegging you is great fun. And I would say now it's more great fun because of your reaction to it and how much you enjoy it. Where, you know, in the, back in the day, it was more of like this you were probably more uncomfortable than you would be now. And so maybe it wasn't as pleasurable, but the idea of it was more pleasurable. Yeah, I really like the idea. Of it. The, the physical feeling doesn't do as much for me as the idea now, the power exchange. That oh, you're really? just dominating me. And I enjoy that. When I peg you, you're not getting physical pleasure as much. I am, but that's it's more the mental for me. Okay. Now, some guys will come with a strap being fucked by a strap. Right? I mean, there's there's different levels of physical and, and mental. Maybe I'm just not doing a good job. Well, I don't Maybe know how, I need I, to do better. I don't know how else you could do it. But. <laughs> well, the angle. We've tried a lot of angles. We have tried. We don't, we don't do this very often. It's just like a once or twice a year occurrence for us now. Is that all? I felt like it was maybe three or four. I, it's not that often. You don't have it trapped in your pegging journal? It's once or twice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not the frequent. It's not something that we do... On a monthly basis, it's a couple times a year. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we started, we did start with that. It's definitely evolved in how you prepare for that and how you, you enjoy the process of that and how we involve that and play with other things now. But in the beginning, it was really just that. It was just pegging and you've, I don't think you've ever come during that. Like you just said, like you, you said other guys, some guys can come getting pegged. Just without touching themselves. I've come when I've touched myself. 
oh, if you stroke yourself or I stroke yeah. you while yeah. I'm doing it, you yeah. can come. Because sometimes you get anally penetrated and it actually makes you soft. Not just you, just generally men. Yes, that's a very common. Yeah. Doesn't usually. mean you can't come while you're soft also. No. When you prepare for something like this, and we listen to some podcasts later on, obviously not this time 15 years ago, but podcasts that taught us more about how to enjoy that from a physical standpoint. Right. And it wasn't get drunk and have your wife just fuck <laughs> you in the ass, right? Like that was, no. I don't think they said that at all. Nope, they didn't say it that. It involves things like enemas cleaning out so you feel more comfortable. It involves butt plugs and warm-up and what lubes to use. And there's a whole host of things. We're not the experts. I'm not going to tell you what to do. No. Go listen to like said, XR University or there's plenty of resources out there. Once we did some of those things, physically it got more pleasurable for me. And mentally it was still as stimulating for me. So that was okay. that was way, we got way better at doing this. Yes, definitely. And then we could try new positions and... You know, it's not just doggy style. It's, oh, there's some great positions that really make you feel even more submissive, which, I mean, if I if I peg you while you're on your back, I feel like I can look you in the face, and then you're like, oh, good. Oh, really like, hot. That yeah. gets you. Well, and I have to go to that space. Like, so this is just not our day-to-day dynamic. But when I can get there, yeah. and you're there, and we're both enjoying our roles as dominant and submissive, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It is. It's a real mindfuck, and it is fun to feel, and it's such a safe space because I trust you implicitly, so I'm not worried about judgment or anything else. I'm just enjoying the moment and the roles we're playing. Right. Yeah, no, It's uh, that's been a really fun little journey there and a piece of our BDSM. So if we go back to where we were, you know, we tried pegging for the first time. There was spanking in there. We got a whole... Series of spanking trials. Yes. <laughs> How did those go? Well, who do you want to start with? Uh, really, you enjoy spanking the most. You enjoy spanking me. Yes. The most. I love your butt. Talked about this. You have said that before. At nausea. <laughs> and I love to spank it. Like It, it is just a, a fun, physical thing for me to do. Right. But... You don't care for it as much all the time. Not all the time. And it really depends on my state of mind, what is going on at the moment. Being spanked is a mental state for me. And my mindset going into getting spanked has to be in a, a certain way. And I've, I've had to learn that. But in the beginning, we didn't necessarily know that. So you'd be like, I want to spank your ass. And I'd be like, sure. And so like, I would try to take as much as I can. And then I would realize, like, I don't actually like this. Uh, especially slappy, spanky, sharp feelings. I, it's just not a thing I like. Mm-hmm. A lot of women love it. It's not for me. So we did a trial one night, and this is not that long ago. It was just a few years, probably a few years ago. Yeah, three, four years. And we went through a whole phase of spanking with different tools. <laughs> we were just trialing paddles and crops and floggers, just different things, different, I mean, we use spoons, like household items, mm-hmm. just like, what, what do we like? And it's great to just try things. So you, you know what you like. So I said, I just want to feel your hand. Like to me, I like a hand spanking. If it's going to be anything, I don't want a wooden paddle on my ass. I don't want a wooden spoon on my ass. I, I've had my spankings as a kid with a yardstick. I don't I don't need that as a fucking adult. It's flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we'll get to that. So you have a day where you go, I really love seeing you bent over my knee. 
like it's a fun thing for you to it's enjoyable to you it's a great visual for me yeah i like i really enjoy that it's the visual you over like. the knee spanking okay is a is, that's the term it's a whole genre of porn that's <laughs> dedicated to that I, I i know what it is and yeah i really like it so if i can do that to you i get very turned on yes so we did that one day. I think I had just like a summer dress on and you said, pull down your panties and I'm going to spank your ass. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I was like, I want you to try and make it. At this point, we knew how to spank. Like you knew to cup your hand a little bit and to not to spank in the same area over and over again. Like you move. There's a, and there's a warm up and there's, we, yeah, we've, we've done easy. some research now. Yeah, yeah. You go easy to start and then you get a little harder as you go and you move your spanks around and you stay on the butt cheeks and or you could go into the thighs, but you would stay off the kidney area. Like you stay out of, there's certain safety things, but basically you're focused on my ass. So you're doing your thing and I'm like, oh, this is fun to try. Do I like this? Do I like this? And I'm in my head like, do I like this? Do I like this? And all of a sudden I was just like, oh, I hate this. Stop it now. And I was like, no, like immediately, very abruptly said stop. And which is good. You stopped. But I waited way too long to say, like, my red light had happened a minute prior. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was getting triggered. I was like, I didn't even know what a trigger was. But I was like, I got triggered. And then all of a sudden, I'm in tears. I was completely crying. And I couldn't figure out why you doing the sexual thing to me, I relate to sexual, a sexual thing, completely made me break down, crying. Like, in a bad way. Oh, yeah. I, I was, like, I, sobbing. I was mortified. I was like, oh, my God, this is the last thing I want. And it's the last thing I wanted to do because I didn't want to make you feel bad. And here I am, like, ah. I had to sit and I had to think about that and what was it and process my feelings. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It took me back to feeling like I was a little girl getting spanked by my parents. And because I was over your knee... Also, you were fully clothed and I had very little, uh, I had that summer dress on maybe, but I, I really didn't have anything else on. So I was very exposed and you had clothes on. I was put in a position of feeling like a child, which you didn't mean to do, but it is how I felt. Yep. And then the spankings happened and I just was like, this hurts. I don't like it. And he keeps doing it. And how come he doesn't know I don't like this? Why can't he tell? Because I'm not even looking at him. That's how he can't tell. There's no way you would have known no, I, what was in my depths of my brain. Yeah. But I'm like going, why would he ever want to do this to me? And here he is doing it to me. I'm done. And then I have my moment. And then we talked about it. Exactly how I just explained it now. It took me a while to process that. And then you're like, I'm never spanking you again. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know that I have. Like, I, I it really no, no. it really bothered me. I mean, because I, I, I felt awful. I, I care so much about you. I, I would never want to do anything physically to hurt you or mentally hurt you so that you cry. So I right. see that that's a huge, huge issue for me. So you would since have said, well, I'd like to try this again. And I'm very apprehensive about it. I know. I, I really enjoy spanking. I'm not most time I am more submissive. That's a dominant thing that I enjoy. Yeah, and there are several things that you do that are dominant with me that I enjoy. But that we just haven't gone back to because I'm like, okay, I keep trying little things going like, what is it that I like and don't like about that? And I realized only recently that the clothing was a piece of it, that you were clothed and I was much less clothed and it didn't feel equal. Yeah. So I really need to feel equal. I, I totally get that. 
for me, part of it is you're exposed and you're naked and I'm clothed. That's a powerful feeling. Right. right? Or thought process. And this so, is why I'm like, I'm bad at being a sub. I, yeah. Or, or. I'm bad I at being a dom. No, no. Nope. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Or I'm just not, I just don't like spanking and that's not a thing I'm going to like. Yeah. But I could like other things. I've had people recently do spanking but not spanking. They used their whole forearm. It was Natasha at the club, and she took her whole forearm and just uh, put it parallel to my ass cheeks, like came at them with her forearm flat. And the thud feeling felt good to me, and I thought, oh, maybe it's this type of sensation that it is. I I put enough pain on myself. I don't need for fun pain. Like pain for me is like go into your pain cave and don't come out until you fin- got cross the finish line for your sport. Yes. So like I, I do that to myself enough already. Like I just don't need more pain. I don't mm-hmm. want more pain. So for me, it's like thuddy feelings, soft feelings, tickly, the flogger. I like, I like the feeling of it because it's not thwack. It's not sharp. It's yep. more thuddy. So I think I like the deeper thuddy feelings, but still I do want to try it again. I think We'll find the time when it's done the right way. And you have spanked me since then. It's just not been for a long time. Yeah. And sometimes I ask you to. Like, and I've said, or I like a squeeze. When you're fucking me from behind, I'll say, grab my hips. Like, and, I, and you squeeze them hard. And if you weren't fucking me and if I wasn't turned on, that would be way too hard. Oh, I know that. Yeah. But because I'm in the moment and my hormones are all going and I love it. Same with my tits. If you grab my tits and I tell you to squeeze them, you should better squeeze them. Mm -hmm. And you can squeeze them really hard. It just depends on the hormones and where you're at mentally. So with all this, you know, as it relates to swinger stuff, because BDSM world and swinger world are, they're two different communities. There's overlap because people in both worlds do both things, but they're very separate communities. Very separate. But if you're a swinger, let's say, I've heard stories Actually, from dudes. More than one dude has told me I was having sex with this girl and she slapped me across the face. Like swinger? Yes. Like they were a single guy and I asked, you know, we can talk about stories. I was like, what? In my opinion, I should say. Yep. If you're fucking someone and you decide to slap them across the face, I hope you've had a conversation with them first to say that that's a thing they're okay with. Don't assault them. (laughs) And actually, there is a, a legal term for this you get arrested for assault <laughs> don't hit somebody you know it's just, but i mean a joke about it but really unless you know someone's okay i don't know why you would do that for the record i don't want to be slapped in the face i, I don't think uh- <laughs> we could practice it and we'll try it and we'll add it but i'm not actually i think we've practiced it and we agreed you don't like it we have done yeah this. we did no you're right we and did. i said let me do a baby slap and i would like with the baby flogger with my baby <laughs> flogger <laughs> no we're just kidding with my hand i just kind of slapped no, your I, cheek. I, no i remember this we actually was completely sober and i said well do it harder and you did it harder I go, nope that's more just jarring than anything else to me also i don't want to hit you in the face i have boundaries too like there's certain things now maybe well, i could maybe get in a moment but generally speaking i don't want to hurt you <laughs> oh no yeah, I don't want her to either. Yeah. Hence the crying thing yeah. really bothered me. I know. I know. So, I mean, not advice, but I just think, like, it's really important for people to have conversations if that's a thing you want. If you want to spank someone, make sure that they're okay with spanking before you spank them, even if it's a one slap on the ass. 
You could say that before you're about to do it during sex. They shouldn't just wallop you because you could trigger someone. Yeah. Not just because I had that experience. I'm just saying you could trigger someone with, with other things too. Yeah. Choking is a great Choking. example of that, yes. right? I, you don't like to be choked. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't like. Yep. A couple people that we've, I've played with, you've all played with, um, have asked me at certain times to choke them. Yes. And I like that in like a primal moment when I'm oh, yeah. fucking them. I like watching it. And they've asked and I've done it, but I'm whispering in their ear, tell me if this is too much. And in the moment, nope, harder, harder. And I get really turned on by that because yeah. they just want to submit to me, which is not something you do. Right. And it's really fun and hot to do. But I get so nervous the whole time. Am I doing it too hard? Am I too rough? So you hit them I, in the wrong spot yeah, and just yeah. fuck so them I, up. Because there's a way to choke people. Yeah. We've actually researched this too. Like yeah. there's a certain way to do it. So yes, I like it. I want to know someone's limits. And a couple times people have asked me to do it. It's been different limits. Like, oh, a little light choke. Yep. Someone else was. Choke me as hard as you can. You can I make her pass out. Which I'm not going to do. No. But I went much harder and she really enjoyed it. Yeah. Which is a big turn on to me. Right. But again, those weren't scenes. Those were just in the moment things. And probably some chat beforehand about what they liked. There was some chat. Yes. Yeah. So I think... There is some blurring of the lines here. So there's this acronym. I would like to review the acronym. This is just an educational thing. I'm sorry. The PSA for the day from Anne. So there's an acronym called FRIES. And Diana shared this with me. I wasn't aware of it. But FRIES is a consent acronym. So it's easily remembered, although you're probably not going to remember it as soon as I say it. FRIES stands for freely given, reversible, informed, enthusiastic, and specific which means that those are all the things required for consent. So I think the important part is, now I may be going on a tangent, reversible, because you could talk in a kick chat with someone and they'd say, I like choking, but the second you do it, it could say in their minds, I said I liked it, so I should just probably do this. No, you shouldn't. You can reverse your consent at any point in time. You can say, I do not want this now. It doesn't feel good to me in this moment. Maybe it did feel good to me in another moment before. So maybe you choked them beforehand and they liked it. And then this play session, they don't like it. And that's okay. Just because someone said they liked it before doesn't mean they need to like it this time. So I think that's really important. That's the only part about fries I really wanted to hit on. But I just thought that was valuable. What else? Sober. Being sober is important when doing a scene in BDSM, which again, setting a scene is having a conversation with the other person. We've done this several times now where... We'll say tonight's a good night for a scene. Maybe the kids are at a sleepover and we have the house where, because we, I have spanked you in this house and a child has said the next morning, I heard noises yet last night. What was that? I'm like, shit. Yep. This is not cool. We do not want that. So now I'm, I'm worried all the time if we're doing any scenes with the kids home. But when we have the moments, then we like, like we have a moment on Monday actually scheduled while the kids are at school and we're going to do some medical play, which will be very fun. We've never done it. We're going to see how it goes. Yeah, I've got scrubs to put on. We're going to pretend you're coming to the doctor's office. You have lots of tests to do. It's going to be humiliating. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited about this, actually. I know you are. (laughs) A lot of people on here are probably listening going, why would you want that? I know. No, for me, I'm going to completely turn my brain off and just enjoy 
I'm going to do things to you yeah. because it's important to make sure you have all the testing done before your new job. And you probably need a lot of anal fingering. <laughs> well, that didn't sound too I'm sexy. Kidding. Yeah, was, I, all right. So we'll cut this out. We should cut this out. No, but what I do like to do is during the day is to like do a little mind fuck with you and just say little teasers for what's going to happen to you later in the day. We do that with a lot of different play. Yeah. When, when you're doing this stuff, anything to me, you'll tell me hey, tonight you're going to get spent. Tonight I'm going to put you in a cock cage. Tonight I'm you tell me these things, then I have to think about them all day. Yeah. And that's part of the mindfuck that I love. So And these are agreed upon beforehand. Yeah. So what you were starting to say is part of the play and what you can agree upon is you tell me to go upstairs and get out what I'm comfortable with that day. Yes, I tell you, because I can basically, as the Dom, make you do all the work, which is great. And that's your job as a sub to do the work and then tell me what right. you want that day. Right. But the important part of that point is that the sub controls what the Dom can do. So you go upstairs and go to our toy box and you pull out all the things you want to have as a possibility for that placing. Yeah. So maybe it's rope. Maybe it's clothespins. And a flogger or a spreader bar. Who knows? We could pull all that stuff out and you lay it out on the bed. Perfect. I have this, this, and this to choose from. Now I'm going to start. And you could use none of it. You could use all of it. But I part of the mindfuck too is I don't know exactly what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And so for any dom-sub dynamic, there's a lot of that. And we've said before, everybody always says that the big sexual organ you have is your brain. Right. So when you start mind fucking me, I love that. And I can, because I trust you implicitly, I can just let go and go with it. If it was somebody else, I don't think I could because I'd be nervous. Are they really going to stop at this limit? Are they really going to not pull something else out that I'm uncomfortable with? So for me, because I worry a lot and I want control over things, I can give that control to you. That's where I can finally let go. Yeah. I can't do that with anybody else. Well, I mean, there's one other person you've done that with. And she, we'll was tell a, that. she was a professional Dom. Yes. And you were there. And so that was, again, you being there though, still, oh, but we'll tell the story later. That's actually part two of BDSM stories from us. Correct. Yeah. So setting up the scene and allowing me to pick, and then I can choose what is in my mood, because if I am not in the mood to do something, I won't enjoy it. And then it's not fun for me either. You know what? Tonight I feel like wearing heels. And so I'm going to tie your balls and cock up with this rope. And I'm going to tie them to a doorknob. So you're stuck. And then wait. Oh, I'm also going to tie the rope so that your ankle and your thigh are bound together. So you can't move. And then maybe I'll just step on your chest or your cock and I'll smash it down with my heels. And then I'll tell you to tell me things to make you embarrassed. That's just an example of how a scene might play out. It may not involve any penetration of any sort, but for us afterward, I mean, it probably will. So what have we learned tonight? Well, tonight, ooh, I didn't learn anything. But in the past, when we did BDSM, I learned uh, if I stand a spreader bar too long, it's not my favorite thing and my hips hurt. If I spank you with a paddle really hard and then I joke around and hit the paddle against the arm of a couch, I'll break my paddle. Which pisses me off. It pisses you off. I, I bought it. Well, and I now know, I'm going to buy but... a second paddle. 
<laughs> well, that's fine. You get a better one. We learned that preparing before pegging is important. We learned you can't just willy-nilly fucking throw some spanking at me. Please don't. Yep. We did learn that. But I like other things, and we're still exploring that, which is cool. I uh, don't like being tied to a bed while the house is set on fire. Not cool. That, nope. I learned that one. <laughs> Please don't do it to me. It's not a fantasy of mine. I, I don't plan on repeating that. Nope. I, it took me a while to patch that wall up. Yeah, so tonight's episode is really about the introduction for the next episode. So I don't know when we'll get this out. Maybe it'll be sooner than later. But next episode will be two specific stories. And it'll explain more about our experiences in BDSM. One will be with our friends. And one will be with a professional dominatrix. So you know what's humiliating for me? What? Reliving these stories. I enjoyed them, but some of the stuff is embarrassing to talk about again publicly. Oh, really? And especially the dominatrix story. That, that'll be, yeah, there's, there's aspects of that that, it well, is. here I am. I really let myself go with this. You know, you don't have as much of that with this BDSM stuff. So I for, for me, it's a little bit of a, okay, here we go. Letting go of... Inhibitions, this is what we do in our private bedroom. And uh, yeah, some of it's a little bit... It's very personal. Yeah. And we are putting it all out there. And it, it does make you nervous. And I appreciate you telling it because I think we're not the only ones and we know that. No, we're the only people that have done this. <laughs> I'm positive. Yes. I have a Twitter poll. But I know where you've yeah. been, been in, your, in your experience with this and that this is... Ten years ago, if we had a podcast, you would not have been talking about this. You would have kept it off the podcast. Absolutely. And now for you to be talking about pegging on a podcast that we know many people are listening to, you're putting it out there for the world to hear. Yeah. Well, I, and I know from listening to some other podcasts and just the amount of reading I've done on the subject, this is way more common than people want to admit. And it's the want to admit part that is why we don't feel like it's as common. Yeah. I don't go watch a football game with my buddies and have a beer at the bar and talk about getting pegged. <laughs> like my vanilla, like this isn't something that's ever come up. No. In the sexually open-minded community, yeah, it has come up, and I've openly talked about this with other people and felt no embarrassment because you don't want to be judged. No, but it's common. It's much more common. People don't judge each other's kinks. I feel much better about that now. This is me. This is what I we've done. This is what we are. Well, and I, I think it's great that we you feel like you're in a safe space because I think it is a safe space. And I'm happy that you can put it out there for other people also to, you know, talk about their experiences and where maybe it'll help someone else along the way and understand that it's really okay because it's just fucking sex. It's pleasure. It's your body. So it's like, why, why not find all the pleasure points of your body? Why not check that out? And it doesn't have to be straight pegging. No. If you're, if you're curious about this, you're a guy and you're taking a shower, you can put a finger in your own ass and go, oh, I can see maybe this would be great. Or, oh, not for me. Right? You can, there's ways to do that. So it's not just sex. It's your body and just find out what pleasure points you have in your body. So anyway, that's rambly, but at the end of, I think, what we want to talk about on this episode. Yeah, it was kind of rambly today, but we do what the fuck we want. <laughs> right? And we're, yeah, we're just going through what we've done, so. Well, the point of this episode was to share our BDSM backstory, 
which will lead to a couple much more intense experiences that we will share next podcast. Hey, Paul, guess what? What, Anne? I love you. I love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. How can people get a hold of us, Anne? Well, if you like what you hear, please rate us on Spotify or iTunes or any other podcast catcher that will allow reviews or comments. We also love feedback through email, which is sweet to swing at gmail.com. That's sweet, the number two, swing at gmail.com. Also, we're on Twitter. That's at sweet to swing. And you can even leave us a brief voice message on our anchor website. See how much you can say in a minute. That's all it lets you do. So you can find all of these links on our show notes. Thanks again.